Steele and thanks for joining us this afternoon. Today we're talking about setting vision in the midst of, well, significant change. How do we make plans when, because of COVID-19, we don't actually know what's going to happen next week? We're talking today with two leaders who've had really good things to say about vision, Stuart Starr and Tim Clements. Uh, but before we come to them, the pastor's heart and Christian leaders actually all around the world with different circumstances looking for a community where we can help equip and empower each other. And uh, they're letting us know that they're benefiting from the pastor's heart and finding the conversations that we're having here helpful. Uh, God has called us as his people, as leaders in his church, to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And uh, in our little efforts in the pastor's heart, we're trying to support those initiatives. And so we want to be connecting, supporting uh, Christian leaders. And there's actually one couple of ways you can help us do that. Uh, if you've been impacted by an episode of The Pastor's Heart, uh, why not share it with somebody you know, a peer in ministry, uh, send them a message saying you found that this was helpful or link it to them uh, in your social media feeds. And uh, when you do that, it actually benefits them, but it also tells the platforms that we're going out on that uh, people are enjoying The Pastor's Heart. It means improves the rankings and more people, more leaders are able to discover us as well. And we'd love it if you could help us out financially. Uh, we are getting close to, but not quite yet at our budget and covering the costs of the little team that puts this together. And so if you were able to help by sponsoring us at, I don't know, five or $10 a month, then uh, that would be terrific. Now, Tim Clements from Grace City Church in Sydney and Stuart Starr from New Life Church in Oran Park. It's great to have you. Uh, we're talking, and we've talked before, about setting vision in church, and uh, they've had super helpful things to say. But it just dawned on me that um, this is the time of the year when we've got to be making decisions about what to do next year in terms of our church leadership groups making decisions about vision, plans, staff hires, budgets, and... It just feels so far away with so much going on. And uh, I thought, oh, what do we do? And so I rang up my friends and they've come to join me on the couch today. Thanks for joining us. Um, uh, I'm going to ask you about what you normally do in vision in a second, then how you've changed. But just first, what's going on in your church? Where are you up to? Stuart, tell us. Uh, well, we're just about to reopen, Dominic. So we've yeah. been doing the streaming, which everyone has been doing. Uh, and this Sunday coming, we're ho holding our first service back in the building, uh, which we're doing as a 55 plus service. Um, so that takes the kids out of the equation, gives us a, a soft way to start and check our systems, but also allows us to look after the most vulnerable in our community and say, we love you and really care for you. So that's this Sunday. And then the following Sunday, we're bringing our first of three services back. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're in the midst of figuring all that out. At the mm. Yeah, Tim. Uh, we have spent the month of July, or will spend the month of July, doing what we're calling watch parties, which is basically uh, we've been pre-recording the service and just watching it in people's homes up until now. We're saying, get off the couch, come and join us, and let's watch it together. Still pre-recorded. It's just on the screen. You can watch it on your own at home, but it's much better in community. It's much better with friends. So come and let's watch it together. So that's what July is looking like, and we'll see what happens for August. How's it gone the last week or so? It's, it, I mean, it's good. Uh, I think with all of these things, it was never going to be everyone returns back to the building and we have a big let's go. Uh, it's been so good to, to see you again. Uh, I think it was you have to start somewhere. Uh, you have to get the early adopters and then you have to get the early majority. It's, so it's gone okay. I think we've had 50% uh, 
probably of people sort of come along and maybe just under that. But we're two weeks in and, and we'll see. I think mm. as well, people know that they're, they could watch it on home. So I want to win them with community and the biblical imperative of community. Uh, and that's always a challenge. Mm. Yeah, we've, um, what do we do? We, we, we properly went back on two weeks ago on the, the 5th of July, but we had kind of two practice goes um, the, the two weeks before. And we had that kind of same experience. The first two practice goes, I was a little bit disappointed in the numbers, you know, but... Um, but 5th of July, we were, we were fine, actually. We were kind of at 75% on Sunday night. Wow. And, yeah. and, and actually, we were at 66% on Sunday mornings. And then last week, we dropped a little bit on Sunday morning. And, but we were actually back to pre-COVID levels on Sunday night. Wow. And so that was pretty exciting for the yeah. middle weekend of the July school well, holidays. This is, what we, this is what we were just saying, that these, these weeks are tough weeks Anyway, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you're getting people coming back at this moment, that's that's wonderful. That's mm. really exciting. Well, it, it, it is pretty nerve wracking what's going on with uh, how's, how it's all going to play out. And and I mean, when I rang you up a week or so ago and said, let's have this conversation. We weren't expecting Victoria to go wrong no. at, at that point. And so suddenly we're thinking, how do we pl- plan for budget for July and vision for sorry? No, how do we plan for vision and budget and staffing and things like that for next year. Yeah. Uh, well, you've had a week's notice, Stuart. <laughs> sure. What do you normally do first? And then tell us how you're thinking about varying things. Yeah. So there's two ways to, for us to think about budgeting. I guess there's the, the clean sheet where you go, what's our vision? What would we like to do? And you, you could do that. We, we, we typically let the, let the vision inform the budget that already exists. Um, so we come back and we look at it and we say, uh, does this does this align? And then we think about what new things will we do that take our vision forward. So mm-hmm. that, that's our general process. Um, and to be very frank, Dominic, I was super pleased to get your phone call because it said to me, "Oh yeah, yeah." In all of my COVID preparation plans, I actually need to be thinking about 2021 and my budget. So I think this conversation is incredibly timely, certainly for me personally. Um, and it sets our parish council who met last night and I said, guys, guess what we're doing next month? <laughs> we're working through this process together where we look again at our vision. Um, we think about our priorities and, and then we work out how we'll allocate our money. And we should note that a couple of times, or well, I don't know, half a dozen times on The Pastor's Heart, we've done a, an episode particularly to help ministers on a, on a subject. And people have come back to me afterwards and said, oh, Dominic, that was really good. But I just wish you'd done it two months ago <laughs> because it was too late for me this time. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Tim? What's your normal thing? Yeah. Normal thing uh, around now, I'm starting to think about next year, have conversations with parish council saying, okay. So I think when it comes to vision, you determine four steps, you determine the vision, uh, you think, okay, what do we need to achieve the vision? Third, who do we need to achieve the vision? And then fourth, let's get the money to actually pay for those people. So, mm-hmm. right. The vision hasn't changed. It continues to be the same. Uh, the what do we need? Um, you know, what roles do we need? There's, I think, some of the complexity and the uncertainty of this present season mm. has really been around probably more the, the tactical side of things more so than the strategy. And so for us, uh, the strategy largely remains the same. Maybe a strategic decision or a strategic hire uh, that maybe comes out of this, that I'm still on the fence of it, would be a, um, you know, do we want a media and communications because all of a sudden online church is for us now a strategy in a way that it wasn't before, so maybe that's part of it. But really, normally I'm having these conversations about now anyway, uh, and then 
Um, we'd uh, talk about it as, as a staff team as well come uh, August, so uh, pretty soon, and then we would sort of take some plans and some vision to the church in around October and invite people to uh, financially contribute to mm. that. So that's kind of the usual pattern. So all of us are kind of on that same sort of thing of July, August, make your decisions, September, roll it out to the key leader, leadership things, and then really engage in a, a, a campaign of getting people on board yep. in, in fourth term. Okay, so how do we go about making decisions now when everything's so uncertain, Stuart. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. How do we make decisions? I think part of it is acknowledging the reality. Um, so whereas before in a, in a pre-COVID world, you might say, you know, what's our five-year plan? And, and basically, on, on the balance of probability, things roll out in a pretty standard mm. sort of way. I think we have to feed uncertainty into our mindset and not see it just as the stranger that we hope goes away. I, I actually think the way that the world's changed at the moment, we actually need to think about ongoing uncertainty as a factor that, that feeds into how we plan and strategize. So rather than just concretely saying, look, we're we are definitely going to do this in X and Y, I actually think we need to start thinking a little bit more flexibly and build a different style of budget. That, mm. That's where I'm up to now. I'm actually just starting to, to think about that. Okay, a different style of budget. What do you mean? Uh, yeah. What, 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 you, you've obviously got to make concrete commitments um, to staffing and that sort of thing. But when I think about what events we do or even what ministries we run, Okay. Um, for instance, so we're in a growing suburb which has families everywhere. Um, our midweek um, playtime ministry, you know, sort of 50, 60 people in the building um, with kids, I'm not sure whether that can run in a current environment. Um, what do I do if that's been a major connection strategy? How does that impact the way I spend our money? I haven't got an answer to that at the moment, Dominic, but I'm thinking rather than going, oh, look, very soon, next year, everything will get back to normal and that key cornerstone of the way our ministry works will be fine. I actually think I've got to take a step back now and say, in an environment that can blow up like Victoria in a couple of weeks, what do we do? What's our next solid step for building our pathway of discipleship? And, and honestly, I don't, I don't have answers to that. Mm-hmm. Well, some. Talking to um, uh, Andrew West over at um, Church by the Bridge, and he was saying they'd had a vision night the other night um, on Zoom. Right. And uh, Paul Dale had said, and I thought this was really clever, he said, we don't really know what's going to happen the next few months, but we know where we want to be in five years' time. Do you know? Sure. And, and I thought it was, it was interesting for me because I think I've been talking more, what's our 12-month vision you know, in my sure. communication and I thought, ah, oh, there's an idea. I could think about clearly where we want to be in five years' time and then say, well, we don't know what's going to happen now, but we do know where we want to be. Sure, you know, that's really yeah. Do you want to bounce around there? Yeah, well, I, I guess that's similar to what I was saying before in the sense that the vision hasn't changed. No. It's always the same. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're going. Thousands of disciples throughout Sydney and beyond radically committed to the cause of Christ. Um, the strategy hasn't really changed, and so next year we were already thinking about putting a kids minister on, so let's continue to do that because we want to grow our kids minister. So for us, uh, the specific cost of the ministry as opposed to the people, um, in our budget at least, tends to get lost in the roundings. Um, and so Sure, the staff is always the, 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 that, mm. That's primarily where I'm trying to look yep. and go, okay, there's certainly a factor there, but that's probably not hugely influencing uh, my uncertainty and... Uh, how we're feeling. I think um, for us, so I've, I'm a planner, uh, I dot every I, I cross every T, I'm very uncomfortable without a plan, mm. COVID has taught me. 
uh, and I shared this with the staff recently. I said, from now on, uh, at least for this season, we make three-month plans uh, at most, <laughs> and even then, really only month one, do we have any degree of um, mild confidence about. And so for the first time ever, I'm slightly more comfortable saying, uh, I can tell you what's happening in July and a week or two before August, I guess that's now, uh, I'll tell you what's going to happen in August. And I think that's, yeah. that, but that's in the tactical mm. side of things. That's when are we opening? When is live services resuming? The, the budget, the vision, that'll, who are we hiring? I think that largely for me remains the same. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's right. So term at a time is your kind of your real concrete planning horizon. Mm -hmm. But Dominic, super helpful. This is who we are. These are the things that we care about. This is where we're heading. All that stuff absolutely stays the same. But it does impact. It does impact eventually down to your budget level as to what yeah. you're trying to achieve. So for for instance, classic example for us would be big budget item is our carols. And I'm t I'm saying, I don't even think that can happen this year. Mm. Mm. Um, but that's a key part of our strategy. It's a significant part of our budget. I need to th really radically think about what we do with that part of mm. our budget. Mm. I don't have an answer, Dominic, if you're <laughs> looking across. Well, it. no, it's a, it's a different question, how to, how to strategize a um, pre-evangelistic context at Christmas time if you can't run a carol service. I mean, that's a, that's a really good discussion. We should do an episode on that. <laughs> but, but, but in terms of the discussion we're yep. wrestling with at the moment, um, I think I'm hearing you say, still make your 2021 plans now. Do you know, sure, and absolutely. and still have conversations. I mean, I mean, it's it's just it's and it's just helpful to to recognise. I mean, we wrote down a year ago that one of our really key planks was we wanted to raise up two people a year for full time ministry. Do you know? Well, that That's means right. I've got to go around and be tapping some people on the shoulder now who are some of our young talent timers mm. and not sort of taking the foot off the accelerator because of COVID. And yet mm. I'm feeling tempted to take the foot off the accelerator, but I got to not do that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And so, and that's where your conviction to your vision has to stand. Is that really who we truly are? So is that, is that a top order priority or is that just a good idea in the good times? And, and you're saying, no, that's a top order priority. We need yeah. to get onto it now. I think, I think it is. Yeah. Um, that, that we want to be serious about raising up workers for the harvest. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's incredibly helpful. Um, yeah, it's good. So, um, so we say, okay, we continue to plan, uh, making our decisions now with our church councils, with our leadership and continue to roll it out, whether we're live, whether we're in person. I mean, I, I mean, I, I was feeling like, um, uh, it's hard to say, come on, damn the torpedoes, <laughs> let's go, when it's just me and a TV camera. Yep. Yeah. I oh, know, the in-person stuff is, uh, is far more powerful, isn't it? Certainly for us as preachers giving our message, we sort of get the feedback live, which I think a lot of us uh, is, is part of the delivery. Mm. Is I'm seeing this is getting communicated or not. I think that's, that's absolutely the case. Um, so bring it on. Let's get back in person if we can. But certainly not damn the torpedoes, uh, Dominic. We want to acknowledge the torpedoes and steer around them if we can. Right, OK. <laughs> You've been doing some vision, though. I mean, you actually chose to move some of your vision yeah. time. I mean, almost to do, I guess, perhaps more drip feeding than all in one 
fourth term? or Correct. So we at the moment, uh, in the middle of uh, July, July watch parties, we've said, okay, um, we've gone from all in our houses, we want to try and move towards, now who knows what will happen with Victoria, but ideally we want to get people back in the building and in order to do that, I want to do two things. I want to rebuild your confidence to gather again in larger numbers. And you were saying to me, you think people have turned into couch potatoes a bit. Uh, thank you for misquoting me. That was not what I said. Um, I, what I, did you say? <laughs> well, I think, so we've called the series From Couch to 1K. I so, see, I, I got couch. <laughs> so, you know, based off the well-known fitness app, Couch to 5K, our vision is thousands of disciples throughout Sydney and beyond. So 1K, thousands of disciples from couch to 1K, designed to help us get off so both rebuild confidence but also rebuild convictions and because uh, I think through COVID um, it shouldn't surprise us if, if one of the key spiritual disciplines that's not only commanded but we've also built into our lives to keep us spiritually fit and healthy yeah. has been the gathering together with other believers you can't expect not to grow spiritually fat to some degree if you all of a sudden take that out and don't substitute it it's, I'm not saying that the only way to be a real Christian is to gather together with, you know, in our typical Sunday service, because Paul was in prison, and I'm pretty sure he did a pretty good job of being a Christian. But it's what we've built into our lives, and so at best, online service is like the treadmill, you know, equivalent, mm. the spiritual equivalent. And so I'm, some of our, we've had people become Christians, we've had people grow, uh, join our church, which is awesome, but I, see, I think the majority of people will be spiritually, have put on a bit of spiritual fat, over COVID. So it wasn't a complete misquote. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> and so what we're trying to do for the four weeks of July is effectively pull the vision series from when it would normally be, October, into now to preach vision, um, what are the convictions we need, etc., etc. So, Will you do it again? I think In a different form? Or, yeah. I don't think so. Um, instead, you know, um, a little look under the hood here, I think we'll probably pe preach a seven-week work series around there. And because part of the whole process, obviously, is raising finances. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we'll touch on in a seven-week series would be, uh, you know, we call it payday Friday. You know, what do you, mm -hmm. what do, you do with your money? And so that will be our, the thing that we'll use to encourage people. You know, this is what we're doing. So it'll, it'll be, it'll look different to what it used to, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But we'll, we'll still talk about money around that time because you need to ask for the money to fund the vision for the following year. Mm -hmm. It's really good. I think, Dominic, we're talking about budget, and one of the interesting parts of the equation, I think we need to preach vision now mm. because our church needs to remember who it is mm. as they come back to be in person. I, th I think that's a reality. Mm. And so there is a sense in which doing that now is really appropriate. Um, the other part of the equation is we think budget for next year. I think there is a, still a financial uncertainty in the wider economy at the mm. moment that we need to acknowledge. Um, and so if you were going for a crank the handle budget last year plus 3%, um, we, there is a degree of uncertainty from now to the end of the year where we've got September uh, with JobKeeper and, and all of the mm -hmm. rest of it. I, I, don't, I don't know at the moment. I think the top level priorities and that sort of thing, you can do all that work now. And we'll also need to keep a weather eye as we prepare for 2021 on exactly how the second half of this year unfolds. Um, because I do think there's a, a reality to the financial insecurity that is just hanging over mm. um, our environment at the moment it means if you tried to lock in a crank the handle budget um, that it would not be acknowledging I, I think the reality that we find ourselves in. Can I suggest yeah. I, th I think there's three things that limit that are blockages to raising money. One is you as the leader, two is the people, three is the economic climate 
uh, and it could, I think almost very, very rarely is it actually the economic climate yeah, that, yeah. that means we don't get the money. I agree with that too. Um, but it may well be a factor for us in this current season, but we'll see. One, the leader, you need to have uh, the vision and the confidence to actually ask for the money. Two, the people, I think... But just tell me about that. Keep going on that. Because, I mean, you <laughs> drip it. And I'm, I'm always impressed. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> so, that. Uh, um, you need to have a sense of where we're going. Um, and so at, you need to inspire people. You need correct. to have a contextualised version of the Great Commission. Go make disciples. You need to keep saying people... We take this is this is where we're going. So I think people are inspired by that, and you also need the courage to say, "Will you come and be a part of it um, with your your time, your talent, and your treasure?" So you yeah. need the courage. Uh, when we when I first started, I was a coward. I didn't like talking about. I'm still a coward, but I, I'm more comfortable asking for money now than I was five years ago. Mm -hmm. So I think there's the leader, the leader. Second of all, there's the condition of your people in that I think you're right, the current economic climate will mean that people are feeling a sense of anxiety. Now, I think that's a spiritual problem. Uh, one, so there's a real sense there, but it's also a spiritual problem that they need a pastor to diagnose because 1 Timothy, I want to say 5, somewhere, 6, forgive me, you know where it is, um, warn those who are rich in this present six. world, 6, mm. um, not to put their hope in their wealth, which is so, so uncertain, uncertain. Absolutely. but to trust in God. And so yeah. uh, people will be tempted, not knowing what the future is, hold, to hold on to their wealth because that's where they're finding their certainty. But they, they need a leader to say, this is where we're going. They need a pastor to rebuke, well, mm -hmm. to gently come alongside and say, it's always been uncertain. Yeah. Uh, it's just you're feeling it more now. We need to trust in God. But then third, you do need a wise um, you know, there's the economic climate, so what do they need? They need a financial, uh, uh, they need someone who's financially savvy to not just ridiculously say, this is what we're going to do. You need to pay attention to the economic climate. You need your parish council to say, hey, this is what you want to do, but you know what? I'm not convinced that we can actually raise that fund. So I think all three of those work together. Um, but it sounds like you're saying, even in this COVID season, the first two are still for many of us. I mean, there'll be some churches where mm -hmm. I mean, and I mean, we're in some. We're going out. People are watching us in countries that are in much worse economic situations sure. than Australia. Mm -hmm. um, but in the context that we're in in Australia, for most of us, one and two are, are perhaps still going to be bigger than three. Well, what, you can't control three. Yeah. You can't control three. Really? Um, but you at least you can control yourself and you can influence what you say to your people. That's, that's leadership. And so um, don't, don't worry about what you can't control. It's your circle of concern. Stephen Covey here, everyone. Your circle of influence. You, you can do two, you can influence the, the leadership and um, the heart of your people getting at the spiritual issue. So how do you do it? Tell me about some of those conversations. Ah, now you're pushing me on it. Um, well, I think when when the finance piece comes, we will we'll talk about that. I would probably preach from, frankly. Uh, that's I a great say, one, Timothy uh, one six. Timothy you've, six. You've got me interested. I think that's that's passage. where we need to go. Yeah. Um, so, but I hold that off for when we're to, I'm inviting people to partner with us for the following year financially. Um, hey, everything is uncertain. You're right, um, but let's trust in God. One of the ways we proactively trust in God is. And through not trusting in our will. Mm. Mm. I, I think the other thing that, that builds it, so 
the equation that I've summarised from Rod Irvine is uh, vision plus trust equals generosity. Mm. Okay, vision plus trust. And that, that's essentially what you're talking mm. about. Vision comes from the leadership, trust is in the people, mm. and the outcome is that, that, that generosity. Um, how do you build the trust? Well, it's vision becoming reality one concrete step at a time, mm. um, over time. And so as, mm. as you talk about you know, doing your vision, you're saying, here's what's happened, here's a, here's a bit of our story, mm. and then here's the hill that we're gonna go and take. Um, it's see that vision has become concrete reality little steps at a time. Yeah. As we point off into a future that doesn't exist yet, um, as a leadership team, we are saying, trust us as we do this together. Um, and so I think it's the boldness to say there's the hill, but it's also the track record to say, and they're the little tiny footsteps that we've taken yeah, in the yeah. past mm. as well. So and so it's those two things together, I think, that raise the trust level, which is the essential ingredient with the vision to see generosity unlocked. So I think it's, it's those things together. Mm, it's interesting. Last week when we were talking to Philip Jensen about raising up people for ministry, I mean, he talked about vision for life, but also them knowing that you love them. Sure. You know? And yeah. so you say vision and trust. He yep. was saying vision and love. Yeah, great. You know? yeah. But yeah. They're, they're, they're linked, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's your strategy? Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so similar, similar kind of stuff. Um, in terms of what, what, we, what we preach, we preach our values. Um, in that um, in that series, so we'll say we want to be a church that's faithful, adventurous, compassionate, and enduring. Um, that's how we'll live out um, what it means to be Christians where we are, and we're doing that so that we can give and live the message of new life. So we, we speak very particularly. What are we trying to do? We're trying to see new life come to every home in Oran Park in the growing southwest for their salvation, the good of the community, and the glory of God. Yo. That's, what, that's what we're about. So put new life in every home, and we say we're going to do that one concrete step at a time. Here's what we're going to do next year that will help us move another step further down the track of doing that. So cast a big vision, turn it into a concrete step, and then ask people to help make that happen. Tell us your cheeky $10 a week. (laughs) 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 Tim doesn't like this. Tim doesn't like this. So as we do do our vision series, we we ask people to think. um, We want to think about uh, their time commitment. What are you doing in your week? We want to think about the talents and skills that they have. And we talk about treasure as well, their finances, and we ask people to give sacrificially. And I say, look, if you haven't really thought about it, as you fill this form in, if you haven't thought about it, if you haven't prayed through it as a husband and wife or in your household on your own, then I just say tick the box that says we'll give an extra $10 a week. Um, Because if you haven't thought about it at all, I'm sure you can afford it because you're not so worried about what you're going to give that's scaring you. So just tick that box. If you haven't had a chance to pray together as a family, just tick that box. And the cheeky idea is, wonderfully, over time, our families give more incrementally, a little bit at a time, or massively and significantly when they prayerfully and generously give. Uh, So it's a cheeky idea, Dominic. But Mm -hmm. part of it is just saying to people, look, You'd put your Netflix subscription yeah. on. How much prayer did you put into that? Yeah. Mm. Why don't you like it? Don't call me out. <laughs> uh, unless done well, it possibly feels slightly salesman-y, you know, used car salesman, sleight of hand, which I know is not the... the I, I, I want to stay away from anything that is perceived like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. different context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and look, the, the, the reality is, I'll try and do it carefully. Yeah, I bet, and, uh, I bet, I bet. Try and, try and do it carefully. And, and, and in your hands, with your smile. <laughs> possibly, possibly. You, you, you can find out how to look at the church. But so the idea, though, is um, people's uh, income probably has gone up. Yeah. Um, a lot of our people don't think about revisiting the giving once mm. they've committed to it. And so the reason for having that prompt there is just to say to people, 
think again about your giving. And if you haven't done it, you haven't done it recently, there is something you could do that would just incrementally pick it up a little bit. And I'd be totally transparent with you guys and anyone who's watching and say, they add up. The, mm-hmm. the families that just put that, tick that box because they can do it and, and it really isn't any effort to do it. Mm. That does add up over time to be mm. something quite significant for us and helps our people think, I can keep growing in Christian generosity rather than I had a really big hot moment three years ago mm. and nothing changed. I haven't mm. revisited that number. Um, and so I just find it's a way, a tool amongst a number. Mm. Gentlemen, thanks very much for coming and talking to us. Yeah. My you. guests on The Pastor's Heart, Stuart Starr, and uh, he's the uh, senior pastor of Oran Park, uh, New Life Oran Park, and uh, Tim Clemens. And uh, Tim is at uh, Grace City Church uh, in uh, Waterloo in inner Sydney. You've been with us on The Pastor's Heart. We'll look forward to your company next Tuesday afternoon. Hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you could hop over to the Apple Podcasts app and give us a rating and review. That helps us in the rankings and lets other people discover the pastor's heart. And again, if you are able to help us out by being a financial partner, go to our Patreon link, patreon.com slash the pastor's heart.